Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. I am excited because today, today, today is a big topic. It's service. And what? You say? We've talked about that 287 million times. Well, not quite. This is only episode 566, and it's titled Choose to Serve. The reason it's a big deal is I just, a couple episodes ago, we talked about writing a book. Now, I don't care who you are. I think you should write a book. I believe that you have had enough experience and enough learning opportunity and been through enough struggles and good times that you have something to say, something valuable. Now, a couple episodes ago, I said that one reason to write a book is because it helps you think critically about what's happened in your life and helps you organize the developmental process you've been through to get to the person you are today. Now, I had a chance today, earlier today, to be on a podcast episode of a woman who was uh, doing good. She was adding good to the world, and she was talking about uncomfortable, powerful truths. She called it purifying truths and was referring to hardships that we face and struggles that we have and how it changes us, shapes us, purifies us, teaches us, and helps us learn. Now, it it so happens that after we got done, we chatted a little bit, and she sent me some stuff about a little bit of her story, and there's no question that that particular woman, like so many of us, you and me, have been through struggles. And I saw, I heard a guy giving a talk once, and he said, you know, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was, Whenever you meet someone, you can assume that at least half the time they're dealing with some serious trouble. And his comment was, gee, I think that estimate is low. And he works in a religious organization as a pastor. And, you know, his assessment that at least half of us at any given time are dealing with not just some trivial things, but some serious things. We keep it hidden. We don't talk about it, but it's there. Now, I want you to think about it. If 50 to 60 or even more percent of people at any given moment are dealing with something hard in their lives, that means most of the people you talk to are struggling. They might have a smile on. They might be pretending. It might be you and you might be doing that. Wow. Think about that. Now, there's got to be a reason, and this is not a philosophical treatise on why life is hard, and there's all kinds of challenges for all of us. I think life was built that way, so we would have the opportunity to make something of ourselves with divine help. But that isn't what this is about. It's a fact that there is tons of struggle, sorrow, sadness, and heartache going on. Part of it just because the way the world is, like we've just been, we're just finishing up almost two years of this pandemic as I record this, and I'm quite sure that this event will go down as a big marker for many years to come. Besides that, 
There's people that have cancer, that are struggling economically, that have depression, that feel not worthy or worth anything, or that are struggling with violence or all kinds of stuff in their lives. Now, we know that, and the answer is, okay, what can I do? Well, I'll tell you what you can do. You can write a book. You can tell your story. You can be part of the solution. Now, you might be saying, well, I'm not in a position to tell the story because I'm still struggling with my problems. And you know what? So are 50 to 60% or maybe more of everybody who's breathing air. So there is no rule that says you got to be done with your struggles, that you've got to be past all the challenges in order to be valuable and helpful. No, that's the beauty of it. We are truly in this world, in this experience here as a group, as a human family, and our assignment is is to love, lift, and bless each other. Now, can you stop for a minute and just imagine if we each decided, no matter what, that we were really here in this world to love, serve, and bless each other, to love and lift, to help, if that's the reason we're here, and that everything else we do, the job, the title, the money, the house, the cars, the vacations, they're, they're uh, decorations. They're, you know, frosting. But the real purpose was to love and lift and serve each other. Everything would change. I mean, that's really obvious. Tons and tons of the problems we have would just disappear. Cruelty would stop. Cheating, lying, and all that hurting mostly would stop, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that isn't going to happen just because I say so on this podcast. I know that. And you might say, well, Kellen, there's nothing I can do about that. And you know what? In the whole world, that's probably true. I can't change the world and neither can you. But you know what you can change? You can change yourself and you can change your circumstances around you. And that's enough. Because if even a few, if one, two, 10, 50, 100, 1,000 people heard this message or a message from another place and said, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to start right this minute and say, I'm going to change just me. I'm going to look at every situation with an opportunity and an eye to service and love. Who can I lift love and bless today? I'm serious as I ask you that. This is not about some platitude stuff to say. Today, I challenge you with all the fire in my heart to go lift and bless somebody around you, to choose to serve, which is the name of this podcast. Now, what does that have to do with writing a book and telling your story? And the answer is, gee, only everything. And here's why. And I'm speaking in a very emotional and noisy way, but this is with all the love and invitation that I can offer you. When I stopped worrying so much about me and started looking to love and serve all the time, I got happier, my problems shrunk, and I was better able to deal with everything. My problems didn't disappear, the world didn't magically reorganize itself according to my whims, but everything got in perspective. So the idea that you have to somehow be done with your problems and all tuned up before you help is just nonsense. When disaster strikes, some people help and some people play the victim. Viktor Frankl, who wrote the book Man's Search for Meaning about his time in a concentration camp, was talking about that. He said even in that terrifyingly bad place where people were being killed, starved to death, he said there were some people who chose, they weren't any less hungry, but they chose to go around and lift and bless those around them to minister, as it were, to serve, to cheer up. Why would they do that when they're just as hungry? It's just a choice. It's a choice to serve. So 
and they were in just as bad a shape. So the point, the idea that you got to be somehow fixed, tuned up, passed or finished to help is not true. Even the 12-step program, people that are a little bit further along, they serve as mentors or, you know, help guides along the way, sponsors, they call them. So here's the story. When I started thinking about telling my story, writing my books, I went to a conference. The conference was one of the most famous speakers in the world. And he was teaching about how to tell a story, and he did a spectacular job. It was wonderful. It was amazing. I've told this story on an earlier episode. If you've heard it, hear it again. I listened to that. I was blown away. I was emotionally moved and everything. And then I, my pride and my frustration and my victimhood kicked in, and I said, well, I could do that too if I had a story like that. And his story was his story. But, you know, he was a child and got into sports and did some stuff and overcame some obstacles and whatever. And it doesn't really matter. But my true belief was that I didn't have anything valuable. And you might be feeling that too. It was so powerful in me that I wept. I got angry and I stomped out of the conference. And I said, me, I got nothing. If I had a story like that, I could do that. But me, I got nothing. And I walked out of that session frustrated, hard done by, and all the rest. And when I tell that story to clients today that I coach or people that have read one or more of my books and realize what I have done, what I've been through, what I talk about, and all the rest, they laugh at me and they say, how could you have thought that? And the answer is we all think it sometimes. We depreciate our value and our worth. We say, yeah, but my story isn't valuable. Yeah, but who would read it? Who would care? What difference would it make? And the answer is, I don't know. But what I do know is that somebody will, and it will matter to somebody, and it will make a difference. Your voice matters, and you need to be heard. The other thing I know for sure is it will make a difference for you in telling it. The act of being vulnerable, describing, writing, creating your course or your story, or being a volunteer or doing whatever it is to serve and to bless those around you, that builds you up. It makes you into more of a person. It creates more substance to your life and soul and being. Now, after stomping out of that conference, and the years have gone by now, and that was in about 2013 or 12 or 13 or something, so maybe nine years ago, what I've learned is not only is it not true, but I have everything. I have absolutely everything. And that's notwithstanding I got a fatal illness and spent a month in a coma or a month in the hospital and two and a half weeks in a coma and that I was paralyzed from the waist down for a while and this and, and, and. My list is my list and your list is your list and your list might be worse than mine. It might be better. It might be whatever, but who cares? It matters to you. It matters to your growth. It matters to your development. And what matters most of all is that you and me understand that we are built to lift and serve and bless each other. I said a minute ago, gee, if we all decided to do that, how different would the world be? And everybody knows that. And then we say, well, nobody's going to do that. So what good can I do? And then we don't. Okay, well, then that means nothing ever changes and nothing ever will. The first change will take place when you realize you have everything. You have your free will. You can create your life exactly like you want to. And in fact, you are creating your life like you want to. You have infinite potential. So do I. The question you will answer with your actions 
day in and day out is what are you going to create or what are you creating with that potential? You have gifts and talents. You are a child of the divine. You have every opportunity and power and right to be here, to add good to the world and to create and live your ultimate life. And so the question that I answer and that you answer every day with everything we do is what am I going to do or what am I doing with that potential, with that opportunity, which is infinite, which you have and I have. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is we live in this comparative society where the only way we're happy is not if we have something, but if we have more of something, if we're higher than, better than, richer than, something, something than, right? And C.S. Lewis, a writer, said this. He said, happiness consists not in having a thing, but in having more of it than the next person. Now, that is an unfortunate and disgusting truth. It's only cool if I have more than you or you have more than me of anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Money, status, fame, vacation time, square feet in your house, the year of your car, etc., etc. What an embarrassing truth. What a sad commentary on our worship of the unimportant. So I want to invite you right now to understand a truth that it took me way too long to learn. Way too long to learn. The truth is you have nothing to prove to someone else. You don't have to prove anything to your neighbor, to your colleague, or to anyone else. The divine God created me and you. We have gifts and talents and a purpose. What we do, the choices we make, and what we create from those gifts and talents is going to be our gift back to the divine. We were given those gifts and assignments when we came. What we create of ourselves is going to be our gift in return. Besides that accountability, we don't have any. We have nothing to prove, and we have everything to give. I want you to think about that phrase. We believe the opposite. We run around thinking we have everything to prove and nothing to give. We have to prove our worth and our value by how much money we have and the things we buy and the places we go and how we show up. We have to prove and prove and prove. And then we feel empty like there's nothing to give. I have nothing. Like I said when I stomped out of that conference, me, I got nothing. I was talking about a story, but it was a story to be powerful, to help other people, et cetera, et cetera. And you know the thread that goes there. I want to assert with the most powerful language I have that you have nothing to prove. You're given gifts and talents. You can choose to serve where you are with what you have. The idea that you can't be happy until X, Y, Z, or that you can't serve unless, or that someday it'll be the right time, or whatever sort of excuse-laden uh, drivel we, dis- we choose to say, it's just not true. It, that's all it is is an excuse. So the invitation of this podcast and the two before it is write a book, tell your story, choose to serve with your gifts and talents. I don't care where you are today. I don't care what you think you do and don't have. You have nothing to prove. No one has to give you permission to love someone or to serve them. No one has to give you permission to add good to the world. No one has to give you permission to live into and serve with your divine gifts. That's a choice you can make. 
alone without anyone's blessing or permission. And what I know from my experience of learning to live like that is that is the way to be happy, to not give control of your life to anyone else, and to live every minute in delight and joy and wonder, creating your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time around. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart.